You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 237. You're constantly learning something new every day. You're constantly having to push yourself. You got to get uncomfortable. You know, you've got to, you got to sometimes make the difficult phone calls. But the thing is, you know, anything great that you go through and accomplish, it's, it's never going to be easy. And usually the hard things that you go through in life, those have the greatest reward. And, you know, this deal has completely verified that. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffine. I'll be hosting today's podcast episode, and I'm super excited because we are bringing yet another student that has gone through our program and is just absolutely crushing it. He just did a big deal, and I can't share the number. That's going to be his story, and we're ready to ring the victory bell big on this deal because it ends up being a great Great deal that he did. But for those of you that are just new with us today, maybe it's the first time listening to the podcast. First and foremost, a huge welcome to each one of you. We'll be talking a lot about wholesaling real estate. Now, don't get too confused. Don't overthink it. Wholesaling is just simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties. And then there's multiple ways that you can turn that for a huge profit. But remember, the money is in finding the deeply discounted properties. It's not in the selling. That's the easy part. The part that you really, really want to focus on is finding deeply discounted properties over and over again. Because if you can do that, you can become a mega millionaire in real estate. So today we have Trey Avey. He's in the Tacoma, Washington, Washington state market. And this guy just landed a beast of a deal. And so we're going to break this down step by step. So I want each one of you to get a piece of paper, Get a pen or pencil, whatever you like to write with, or maybe it's your laptop and go electronic. That's fine. But get ready to jot down some gold nuggets because Trey is going to share with you step-by-step how he just landed this big deal and how it just paid him a great, great, great paycheck. So Trey, my man, how in the heck are you? I'm doing well, Cody. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. You are so, so welcome. So here's the beautiful thing is there's so many people just getting into this tray that are just beginning. And you're probably thinking, yeah, but I'm just beginning too. But this is the best part is someone that's new to wholesaling, you're going to be able to share your story and, and how this basically even just this one deal. And I know you've done another deal in the past, but how this one deal makes a huge difference. And so your story is going to resonate with a lot of people. And people are trying to think of how do I maybe escape the nine to five or the corporate America? Or how do I even begin to get into real estate? So let's have your story just inspire, uplift and motivate and and get people to understand how they can wholesale their first deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, definitely wholesaling is a great strategy to get into the real estate game. Um, you know, it depends on, you know, where you're at and your situation. But if you're willing to give it all and really fill yourself forward, then it's definitely a great strategy to, to so be in. Oh, good. Right out of the gates, guys. Jot that down. Fail your way forward. You're not going to be perfect right out of the gates. Trey didn't do anything perfect right out of the gates. I didn't do anything perfect. In fact, today, I still am very far from perfect when it comes to wholesaling. <laughs> but you fail your way forward. So 
Trey, tell us a little bit about what got you interested in wholesaling in the first place. What got you really looking into it? Yeah, well, um, you know, to be honest, wholesaling is a great strategy to get into real estate. You know, you don't have to have a lot of funds. Um, I was really wanting to just learn more about real estate. My long-term strategy has always been wanting to just own rentals. So I wanted to learn the business. I wanted to create some cash and, you know, eventually pick up these properties myself. So I decided wholesaling was a great strategy for me to get into. I mean, to be honest, I was hardly, you know, hardly any money to my name, very shoestring budget, but I was able to pull things just together enough to be able to get a small deal done. And then I reinvested that money back to myself. And then that has paid huge dividends on as far as getting this um, second deal under my belt. I love it. I love it. Now, I don't want it to sound too easy for those listening. So Trey talks about going on a shoestring budget, not having much funds to start with. This is true. This is a business that you don't need a ton of money to get into. In fact, like he said, shoestring budget. But also, he has been someone that's take, uh, or that has taken a lot of massive imperfect action. The guy has gone out there and not wait for a perfect plan. He's failed his way forward. Is it going to be easy? No. In fact, Trey, maybe I'll ask that. Has this been easy? Absolutely not. It's been very, very difficult, to be honest. It's been very challenging. You're constantly learning something new every day. You're constantly having to push yourself. You got to get uncomfortable. You know, you've got to, you got to sometimes make the difficult phone calls. But the thing is, you know, anything great that you go through and accomplish, it's, it's never going to be easy. And usually the hard things that you go through in life, those have the greatest reward. And, you know, this deal has completely verified that. Man, so, so good. Guys, this is just out of the gates. We're not even talking about the deal yet. But <laughs> Trey, I mean, this is what you hear from all your motivators. This is what you hear from like the Tony Robbins, the Gary V's. You hear it from Gary Marty. It's, it is. The yeah, I love those guys. In line. It is. It's, and I can tell yeah. you listen to these guys. And, and one of my favorite, Jim Rohn, obviously. But it's listening to these guys. But you're saying exactly what they teach. And that is the hard things are what bring your greatest joys. The hard things what bring your greatest successes. And so I, I love everything about this. In fact, maybe you could share one or two things maybe that what were some of the hard maybe challenges you have faced just getting into wholesaling? Yeah. Well, I will say I had a couple, you know, I was basically starting out just like literally handwriting letters to homeowners by driving for dollars around my city and just literally, like I said, shoestring budget, you know, trading, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. So I was trading, um, putting in a lot of time. Right. So, you know, I had a, I had a couple properties that I had under contract that just didn't work out for one reason or another. I had one property from the very beginning that had everything lined up, the buyer, um, you know, the numbers worked out and then the seller didn't want to sign <laughs> at the very, very end. So, you know, it's been a long road and, you know, I've had a definitely a couple, you know, deals that have gone sideways, but you just have to keep pushing yourself. You have to keep striving to get better. And, you know, that's what, that's what I really tried to do. And I knew that if I kept going, I knew that if I didn't give up that, you know, eventually something would fall my way. And you guys talk about this all the time. I mean, wholesaling is a numbers game, you know, it's a numbers game. And if you keep swinging enough times, you're going to hit a home run. So love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, let's hop right into the meat and potatoes. Let's go right into this deal that you just recently did that had a great payoff. And let's start right from the beginning. So there might be some times where I might slow you down a little if we've missed some of the details. So uh, I'll, I'll kind of keep you 
going, but really just break it down from the beginning. Let's talk about first and foremost, what was the marketing piece that you were using? Was it like direct mail, Facebook, like all the different marketing channels? And then what list were you actually marketing to? Yeah. So for this specific deal that I got completed, this came off a a code violation list. What Um, is code violation to help some of the listeners? Yeah. So that's just for one reason or another, the uh, properties come up uh, to the attention of the city and, you know, maybe it's got really tall grass. Maybe there's like stuff all in the yard. You know, maybe there was someone, some squatters broke in the house and the city's got to come and take care of it. So with this particular property, that was all kinds of stuff in the backyard. And I'm pretty sure probably the neighbors complained about it, you know, called the city and then the city has to basically create a file and then send something to the sellers and say, hey, you've got to resolve this issue. Do you have to buy this list or is this something that's a free list and how do you get it? This is, yeah, this is a free list, at least for my county. And um, it's definitely, it's a huge list. It's, you know, you really have to go through and sort through the weeds. But I mean, there's definitely gold in that list. And so this one wasn't hard for me to access. This was actually just online. Uh, But like I said, it did take quite a few hours to go through it because there's a lot of properties in there that are just, you know, not they're not great to mail to. They're, you know, they might owe too much on it or maybe someone just bought it or, you know, whatever. Sure. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you get this list of people that are now on the code enforcement or the code violation list with the city. And then what kind of marketing did you send to them to get them to start to alert them to let them know your marketing for them? Yeah. So I just sent them, um, you know, direct mail. So just a postcard in the mail. Love it. And called me up. And, you know, immediately kind of on the phone call, I could tell there was motivation. It was an inheritance property with this particular property. And the daughter was just wanting to be done with it, you know, really just need to sell it. She was moving and it needed a lot of work. You could definitely tell she was ready to sell this thing. Super motivated. But here's the key thing, Trey. I think this is beautiful is the fact that it was motivated on multiple levels. In fact, it could have made multiple lists. You said this was a deal that was either going through probate or was just inherited by, by someone in the family. And you didn't even find it by doing that. You found it by code violation. So the beautiful thing is when you see that it's on a code violation list and then you find out it's going through probate or it's, it was just inherited, recently inherited by someone in the family, like this starts to make you realize quickly you're dealing with someone that no longer potentially doesn't want to deal with this property because it's now even starting to look bad on the outside enough to make the city say, hey, clean this up or we got to find you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I could tell, you know, just by going through the script, you know, even on price, you know, that was a really great indicator. You know, she was willing to give a discount. She had a couple of realtors come and take a look at the property and she knew what, you know, she could get for as she was listing it, but she was going to have to put some money into it. And so she was ready for, you know, an all cash deal. So that's the, that's the beautiful thing I want everyone to listen to what you just said is not everyone is, is a fit for uh, a real estate agent. And I think so many times, in our minds, we just think, oh, a real estate agent can list every home. Well, two agents came out there and they're like, yeah, this isn't lendable because of this, this, and this. So if you're mm-hmm. willing to fix this up, yes, I can list it for you. And she's like, uh, no, I don't want to fix anything up. I just want to sell it as is, which opens the door now to an investor like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, this, this was just like a prime example in which a wholesaler was able to you know, fit the needs and it for be a good deal all the way around. And, you know, she didn't have 
the money to put into it. She didn't have, you know, four or five, six thousand dollars to get it cleaned up because there was a lot of stuff that would need to be removed and cleaned up for the property just to get it listable. And so this was, you know, I was really a great, you know, a great fit for her and her needs. So Trey, tell me some of the things that make you make you a good fit. I know at Wholesaling Inc., we always teach about just serving people. That's the best way to get to them. What was the approach when it came to meeting this seller and why she ended up going with you and why she felt comfortable moving forward with you? Yeah, I think, you know, probably a number of reasons. I think, yes, definitely. Like I said, the motivation was there. She was ready to move on. She needed this out of her life. You know, she was actually moving across this, you know, out of town as well. And so she was ready to get this done. You know, I was really trying to see how we could structure this deal to make sure that, you know, she felt comfortable about moving forward. You know, they still had a family member that was living in the house. So we wanted to make sure that they had plenty of time to move their stuff out that they needed. You know, so I was able to structure the contract where, you know, hey, we can do a 45, we can even do a 60 day close if you need be to make sure that everyone has enough time to um, make sure you, you know, you can get everything buttoned up, right? This is their mom's property. Got to go through everything, a lot of sentimental value. And, you know, you've got to make sure that they feel comfortable about moving forward with their property they grew up in. So a lot of our listeners, they, they usually like to know what is the difference of, let's say, let's, let me ask you, I guess this question is what would the home be worth if it was in primo, like prime, awesome remodeled condition? We call that ARV, which is after repair value. If this home was all fixed up, what was this home going to be worth? Yeah, so all fixed up, I had comped it about 280, but I think it could go anywhere from 280 to 300, okay. depending on um, what the rehabber did with that. And I, I say that is because this particular property had a garage that was converted. And so, you know, you could either reconvert the garage or add a garage. And so that would kind of determine, you know, up or down on that ARV. Okay. Okay. But I love that you're going on the lower end because a lot of times yeah. we shoot for the sky. And I, I always tell people in investing, investors shoot for the safe. Don't shoot for the, oh, we hope we can get 300K. So that's awesome. 280,000. And then ultimately, I think this is what helps people's mindset understand when we're talking about getting home at a deep discount or getting homes at a discount because you're able to give them cash, you're able to close quickly, you're able to buy it as is. Ultimately, what did you get the home under contract for? So ultimately, seller was wanting 130 and I was able to get it under contract for 120 So, and it was probably in a, because this is a good spread. Like I'm looking at this and I bet you know, there's a lot of listeners, Trey, on this. Like, holy smokes, like this home's worth 280 He's under contract for 120 But I, I, I also want to paint the picture to a lot of the individuals listening that this home was probably in pretty poor condition. It was. It did need a lot of work. But, you know, I've I've seen a lot worse properties, to be honest. Sure. So it was fairly cosmetic, but it was a little bit of a hoarder's back, at least in more of the the back of the house. So outside there was just a ton of stuff. So it was a large trash out. And then, you know, it was a complete remodel inside the house, about fifteen hundred square feet. And so yes, it was big rehab, but wasn't you know, the hugest rehab as well. And to be honest, if you just saw it from the outside, just the front of the street, you probably think, oh, it's just kind of a normal house, right? And then you walk in and, you know, it's just a complete remodel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
So you got this under contract at 120, which is that's big. If you can get 280 from it, that lets people know. I mean, that's that's bigger than most people are going to get when they're putting a home under contract. So this is awesome. From there, what do you do? You put the home under contract. What do you do from there? Yeah. So next, after that, I sent it out to my cash buyers to my list, and I advertised the contract for 150. Uh-huh. And then I had estimated rehab anywhere from about 55 to 60K. And then, you know, I would try to be conservative. Like I said, on ARV, I think I put ARV anywhere from 270 to 280 in its current condition. And then, you know, like I said, you kind of figure out what you want to do with kind of the garage situation. Sure. Okay. So yeah, I sent it out and... Um, Was there a lot know, of interest? Yeah, there, I had quite a bit of interest. Oh, this and is so good. I, you know, obviously held a property inspection. I had about 10 to 12 people show up uh-huh. and had about four to five offers. And to be honest, um, my offers were like all across the board. I had one like really low. I had one right on, you know, right on what I had sent it out for. I had one that was, you know, a lot higher. And, you know, that just verified to me again that it's just like every buyer is going to look at a property differently. Every buyer is going to have different numbers. And so it's really not up to you on how to value the property. It's really going to be the end buyer. But you so just got to get it out because everyone is going to look at a property differently. Well, Trey, maybe to, before we even tell you what, what you ended up getting the offer for, but help our listeners understand, because there's some value here in what you're saying. How much or how many cash buyers are on your list? I've got about um, probably right now anywhere from 160 to 170. Yeah. This is crucial, Trey. So this is what I want each one of you listening to the podcast today is 150 to 170 cash buyers. The reason why it's crucial is because of what he just said. There's going to be people that to them, it's like, okay, uh, he asked 150, but I think it's only worth uh, 140. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got other yeah. cash buyers like, oh man, like this is my, this is like my bread and butter. I love this neighborhood. We know what we're going to get for it. And so I'm going to offer you X amount. And so if you don't have a ton of cash buyers, you end up being what we call a CBE, cash buyers employee. We never want to yep. become those, right? Absolutely. And, uh, so you had a ton of cash buyers. Ultimately, what did the end, the, the highest, the highest paying cash buyer, what we see ultimately saying, hey, I'll buy it for this. What was that number? Yeah, so we had a little bit of back and forth between um, a couple buyers that were really serious, but we ended up landing on 163. My good gravy. So here is a home you put under contract for 120. You've got a ton of interest. You got some people saying, hey, you could have made $20,000. And then ultimately, your end buyer, and if I'm doing my math right, a $43,000 payday to you for this experience. Yep, that's right. (laughs) My man, hold on one second. You know it's coming. (laughs) That is awesome. We got the victory bell ringing loud for you, but $43,000 payday. Now, here's something that I want. This is going to blow a lot of people's minds. Trey, if you had to tie down a certain amount of hours, like, and I want you to actually pat it and go high on this one. But if Mm -hmm. you said, hey, from start to finish, and even include, just, just for fun time here, even include the hours it took you to scrub the, the code enforcement list, include those hours, include the hours that you took talking on the phone, going to the house, doing the inspection, 
talking to cash buyers. All in all, if you had to say, these are ballpark on a high end, this is what I'd be in hours. How many hours did you put into this? I would probably say um, somewhere in the 20 to 25 hour range, somewhere like that. That's it? You only got to pay that much for that? You worked way too hard for this trade. No, just kidding. 20 to 25 hours. This is crazy. I'm writing this down on a paper. So 20 to 25 hours that ended up paying them more money than most people make in a full year, 12 months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. Now, here's what's incredible. Being single... Now, I'm not trying to promote that. Hey, ladies, get out there. Get this guy married. I'm just saying being single, 43K goes a long way. 43K goes a long way with a family. But holy smokes, $43,000. That's awesome. And here you are, maybe to kind of finalize things, help the listeners know what it is you plan to do with that 43000 What do you plan to do so that your business continues to go? Yeah, well, you know, Per your um, and Tom's recommendation, I've been reading the book Profit First. So I've been working on implementing that for my business to really get a solid foundation for my finances. And, you know, really a lot of that money is just going to go back into the business, back into marketing so that I can really start you know, really gaining more and more momentum to start doing more and more deals on a consistent basis, because now I actually have some, you know, marketing dollars to work with. And, you know, wholesaling, we always talk about how marketing is the lifeblood of this business, which is absolutely true. You know, usually you can track everything back to your marketing. You know, are you doing it on a consistent basis? Right. How much are you sending out? What are your lists, right? What are your numbers with that? So, you know, that, so that's really exciting. And the short answer is, it's going to go a lot. A lot of it's going to go back into the business. So. That's awesome. That's that's the crucial thing. You didn't hear him say, "I'm buying a brand new fancy car. I'm going to buy a brand new fancy house." That's great. That's cool. But make sure you put profit first, and make sure that business continues to get fed, so that you can up your marketing, you can up your game, and keep this yeah. going. So Trey, that's that's absolutely awesome. So it sounds like you've mentioned already one book, but is there a book that you would like to share? We always end the podcast asking two questions. A book that you would highly recommend to our listeners that maybe has helped you with maybe mindset or helped you along your journey that you would recommend to people? Yeah, I'm definitely an avid reader. I, I read a lot. And um, recently, I came across the book Morning Miracle. And um, I have been... So if you haven't read that book... Or is it Miracle up, Morning? Yeah, Miracle Morning. There you go. Yeah, there Miracle Morning. I was like, I think uh, I've read that one, but mine was yeah. Miracle Morning, I think. Yeah, Miracle <laughs> Morning. It's It's been a few months since I've read it. But ever since I read that, I've implemented it. And what's great about this book is it really, you start scheduling time every day to read. And what I love about that is, you know, all, you know, throughout the podcast, everyone's mentioning books, right? So by implementing, you know, time to read every morning, you can read all of these books that everyone's mentioning. So it's not just one book, but you get to read all these books. And that's what I've been trying to do is read as many books as I can. And so, you know, reading that book and setting time every single morning to do that, it's been a game changer. So awesome. I love that book. Next question is always looking back. It's usually hindsight is usually 2020. So looking back, what would you have done differently to those that are like just beginning wholesaling? They're just getting into this and they want to basically copy what you did. What would you do differently? Or maybe what would you have done the same? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a hard one. I would say that, you know, when I was starting out, I was on such a small budget and really just, 
you know, trying to make it happen with anything and everything that I had, but to really, you know, to definitely just kind of speed up the process and get more and more deals done more quickly. You, you definitely have got to have a mentor on your side. You've got to have someone in your corner that can lead you the way that's been there before. Otherwise, you're just wasting so much time in the process on trying to figure everything out yourself, which, you know, at the end of the day, time is money and you want to get as quick as you can to revenue and more deals on your belt. So that's what I guess what I would say. So, so true. I love that. And I, I use it as a philosophy. Can you get there on your own? Yes. A good friend of ours, Jay Connor, says you'll pay for your education regardless, one way or the other, whether you do it on your own or go through with the mentor. But what the mentor does is it's almost like a GPS. Any one of us can drive to a destination on our own, but it's always easier when we type it into a GPS. It's going to help us avoid some of the maybe traffic jams or maybe big accidents and ultimately get to the destination quicker so that we're uh, either on time or beating time or saving time. But that's exactly what a mentor does in all categories, not just for wholesaling, but in fitness, in spiritual, whatever it is you're looking for, a mentor is like the GPS. They're going to get you there a lot quicker, a lot safer. So Trey, my man, thank you so much for being on this podcast episode today. There's going to be so many people listening to this that are going to be like, man, 43,000 in 20 hours. (laughs) Like, let's rock and roll. Let's do this. So Thank you so much for taking some valuable time out of your day to to share your story to the viewers that are listening to this podcast today. All right. Thank you so much, Cody. Appreciate it. Okay. Rhino Nation, this has been another amazing episode where someone just took massive imperfect action and just took simple instruction, not education, but simple instruction, went out and fell their way forward to a $43,000 payday. This could be you. It could be 5,000. It could be 10,000. It could be 50,000. But the whole point is if you want to change, if you want to get into wholesaling, you've got to take action and a ton of it. If you need help helping you with your wholesaling business, go over to our website, wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com and click on, first and foremost, the reviews. And you can go over there and watch how hundreds of people are doing this around this great nation to let you know that you can do this too. But if you want, you can also book a strategy call with our team, see if we're a good fit, and then go from there. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode. And we'll see you on the next one. God bless. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.